Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, how's it going? It's going pretty good. It's uh, a balmy night here in the nation's capital. I believe it's all the way up to like minus 16 degrees. So it's a nice, uh, it's a heat wave here in Ottawa, which uh, you are not experiencing, Scott. Where are you? I'm in Victoria, BC right now, uh, where... The temperature sits at 5 degrees Celsius, 5 degrees. Beautiful sunny day today, which I spent in the pub watching football. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Football you know. and curling, of course. And curling. I did have the bartender turn one of the TVs to the curling. And you were uh, the only one watching it. I, I was. <laughs> I'll admit I was. But it was good. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good curling. I watched most of the men's game. Uh, here in my hotel this morning, and then moved uh, over for the women's game. So lots of good curling today, lots of good curling this week, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, so let's get into it. The Meridian Canadian Open finished up. Uh, I I was really pleased, actually, that I watched just through today. Uh, You know, normally I I won't really pay attention to the commercials because the commercials are really bad, but I did learn... With the commercials today, Scott, that uh, I think I know what Meridian is. Oh, yeah, yeah. They make uh, those big silos, right? Yeah. Main silos. Yeah. Had no idea what it was before. So they're (laughs) getting their money out of their title sponsorship with that. Uh, I also learned uh, that according to the North Battleford tourist commercial, there is snow on the ground all the time. There is everything available (laughs) under the sun in North Battleford unless you want grass. Because that right. uh, apparently doesn't seem to exist there. No, no grass, Sean. It's just snow. Maybe there's like a couple months in the summer, but uh, it's not the time to go. Too many <laughs> no, bugs. If you want, if you want summer, you got to go down to South Battleford. That's where <laughs> they get. That's where they get the summer. Um, I actually, I actually looked up today. Uh, there is no South Battleford, but there's Battleford. Right. And then North Battleford. Okay, because yeah, the commercial was for the Battlefords. Yeah, total combined population, uh, just under 20,000 for the region. Okay. And you know, I don't know how many people that arena held, but uh, good job to North Battleford. They filled it up. Which, yeah, it was full. Yeah, which we didn't see at the last uh, the last event, or not two events ago. Um, I think the Thunder Bay event, was it? Wasn't quite as full. Uh, Newfoundland did a good job, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, so, uh, big ups to the crowds. Yeah, so good job there by North Battlefield. So let's go. Uh, we'll go chronologically how it went today. We had the men's final early for you out there, Scotty, uh, 12.30 Eastern time. That was the game that was on CBC, so we got the Jill Officer experience, which is always great. And uh, we had a, a matchup that maybe we didn't really expect at the start of the week, Brendan Botcher and John Epping teed off in this one and brendan botcher gets the win with i have to say they they win six three and i i tweeted this after the sixth end i think that brendan botcher was up two but it really felt like they dominated this game the whole way through yeah sean they they really really outplayed 
the Epping team, especially Matt Cam. Uh, he missed a, a takeout pretty early in the game, uh, flashed one, and then seemed to struggle with that turn the rest of the game. They, I mean, they talked about it nonstop on the on the broadcast. Yeah. So hard to miss, but yeah, he just didn't seem to have his A game there today. No, definitely not. He was at seventy five percent, as was John Epping. Actually, as the mm-hmm. two low players in the in the game, and you know, you look at this, and I think what was really interesting to me was that third end where Brandon Botcher was set up to score at least three after Darren Molding's last shot. So with four stones left to come down, Botcher's team is in great shape, and John Epping. Mm-hmm actually misses what they call. So there's two botcher stones out sort of half eight foot around the T line. And then there's one about top eight on the center line, maybe even touching the top four. And Jonathan goes down to throw a, a freeze on that stone and essentially concede the two. And he's a little deep and it ends up burying back four foot for shot stone Brendan Botcher has yeah. to come down, freeze, and then you have this back, uh, and then John Epping freezes, and Brendan Botcher has to make this in-off off of one of his stones that, you know, five minutes ago we thought was going to be a counter for a three or a four, and John Epping completely bails out his team there in a situation mm-hmm. where the game could have been over, Scott, I think, in the third end. Yeah, yeah, that was all John Epping uh, coming through with that uh, big clutch shot there, and yeah, I was a little surprised uh, with how Botcher decided to go for it and and didn't didn't come through. So uh, the game really should have been like out of hand early, and uh, John managed to keep his team in the game. Yeah, and the same thing I think happened there in the fifth <clears throat> end too, where Botcher was set up nicely for good. Uh, for the steal, and John Epping had to make a really nice shot just to get his his single point. Yeah. Did, there was another uh, shot where he played like an in-off. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of the women's game. Sorry. Uh, they're all blending together. Yeah, they, they tend to do that. But, but yeah, so like the, the third and the fifth end were two ends where the Bodger team could have blown it wide open. And wide some, open, yeah. Some bailout shots there. They get their uh, a pretty easy, all things considered, deuce in six. They get the steal mm-hmm. in seven. And then John Epping was never really able to set anything up in the eighth. They were in okay shape after Bradley Thiessen comes deep on his first round of corner guard that, you know, they could have used to freeze and, and set some stuff up, but they were just heavy and Darren Molding blows everything out. And uh, even though Brandon Botcher misses his first, doesn't really matter as John yeah. Epping uh, is unable to roll on his last. So a 6-3 win there in a game that I don't think anybody could watch that game and say that the wrong team won. No, you're right. You're right. They definitely deserve to win there. They put together pretty good streak uh, through, throughout the playoffs. Uh, I believe they qualified Seaside, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, let me pull up the old uh, round-robin yeah. standings here. I am wrong. I think maybe B-side <laughs> then. So, nope, I'm wrong again. <laughs> Did they go undefeated at that event? Well, we'll have to pull this one up. Uh, I had the playoff bracket in front of me here. Uh, yeah, so did I. So did I. So let's see. I, actually, is... now that I'm thinking about it, and it's not quite up yet, but I believe they did go undefeated um, through this. Event. Yeah, yeah, they were the top A side uh, qualifier. Uh, so yeah, like pretty good streak uh, throughout the week, you know, and and managed to to come through and do it. Uh, it was John Epping I was thinking of qualified C side. He had to play 
three games yesterday. First game to get in uh, as the C qualifier and then quarterfinals and semifinals. So a real tough road to hoe, road to hoe there for team Epping, but you know, good on them for making it to the finals. Yeah. And yes, Spotcher did go through undefeated. They beat Reed Carruthers, Matt Dunstone, Peter DeCruz to get into the playoffs there. There was an interesting stat though, that I think curling geek posted yesterday that in this format, the majority of the winners have come out of the B event. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, uh, I saw that too. Yeah, with the the A event, you know, you have Friday off because you're done Thursday. You've won your three games, and the C event, at least for the men, almost seemed punitive because you would have to play those three games to get into the final, as John Epping did. And you saw it with uh, Nicholas Edin that that team just looked exhausted last night in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it was against John Epping, so both teams in the same situation. And those extra games could hurt a team. Yeah, exactly. But to me, it, that's sort of the advantage of this format is is because in these regular Grand Slams where you're in pools of five and everybody plays four games and then it's sort of crapshoot in the play, playoff, I kind of like that you need uh, you, you sort of need to grind if you lose a couple early. Yeah, um, it's it's sort of you should have an advantage if you go undefeated, and not just be the one seed against an eight seed and and like oh, hope for the best. Right, but you so, can make an argument that it's a disadvantage to have to sit around the whole day. I mean, you could, but it, I'd rather be well rested than have the experience with the ice. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Of course, you know these guys are in much better shape than you and I, so they, they might not need as much rest. Yeah, I guess uh, fair enough. But, uh... but so so if we look at the the event overall, the they said on the broadcast today the top eight teams in the world rankings were the top were the uh, the quarter finalists, and hmm. the thing that was surprising to me was that Glenn Howard is in the top eight in the world rankings. <laughs> um, but you know it was a really great field. You, you know this is where you want you know the cream to rise to the top, and clearly they did this week and. I, you know, when when you look at the teams that are in the playoffs, it's, this isn't a situation where there's a team there, and if you look at the results of the playoffs, who got out of the quarters and the semis, you're not going to look at any of this and be shocked. You know, you're not, no. you know that that Brendan Botcher beats Brad Gushu at this point isn't as surprising as it would have been two years ago. John Epping beat, beating Nicholas Adine, same thing. You know, there's there's not a game here in this playoff round that really stood out to me as being a stunner. No, Sean, you're absolutely right. Uh, they they can all beat each other on any given day. You know, maybe you would have thought Kevin Cooey would beat John Epping, given that John Epping uh, was playing, you know, his second game of the day. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, like you say, any of these teams can beat anybody else. Um, and it was a very strong field. Uh, the, the strength of field measure for this is 11.6325, which I believe is the highest of um, the highest we've seen this year, except for maybe the Canadian Open was pretty close to that. So well, the Canada uh, Cup. This was the, the Canada, Canada Cup. Open. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty strong field, and uh, uh, the only team outside the top 20 was Ryan Clyder. Uh, yes, the junior team there. So. You know, uh, pretty pretty tough, pretty good field. Yeah, and they got their introduction to the Grand Slam circuit uh, 
<laughs> pretty pretty solid there. They uh, so so I'm looking at the stats here, uh, in the number of shots thrown this week, right? So if you look, obviously it's going to okay. be different because teams played a different different numbers different of games, number. yeah. right? Nicholas Adine's team threw 357. Brad Jacobs 373 shots as a team. Uh, Ryan Clater's team threw 166 shots, which was the second lowest in the field. Uh, only the only team that threw fewer shots was Kirk Myers' team, who went three and out as well so uh mm-hmm. a, a tough road to hoe they were the lowest percentage team they shot 72.8 percent as a team next lowest was that kirk myers team at 79 percent so this was this was these guys got thrown to the wolves good for them they kept the games closer than maybe i would have expected even though they got blowed out a couple times uh but good for them for for being there ryan clater himself through uh, 62% this week. So, you know, learning experience for them, which is why they were there. It's, it's really hard to say anything other than that. I mean, yeah, no, good, no good on them. Good, good on them. They, I believe they did win the Saskatchewan junior championship again last week. And so are going to go to nationals. So this is like a great, great, uh, you know, tune up event. Test, test what you got against some of the best teams in the world. Absolutely. So, uh, so good job by them. And and overall, uh, nothing really stands out here. I mean, we talked last week, Scott. Does this mean anything for the future? And I think the conclusion was not really. And you know, the the good teams are going to be the good teams. And you know what? If you come out of this, yes, Brandon Botcher wins this. You know, if they go into the Alberta play downs and they don't win like they lose to kevin cooey they lose to carson sturmey that that doesn't really mean anything right it, it, it's just yeah. these, these teams are all really good and i there is this concentration at the top that we've talked about but I, this you know it's coming off of christmas no one's really played in a while and yeah it was it was yeah, fine no, no, it's... like there's nothing memorable about this this event no, but what what it will do is like as we go through the season, you know, we'll see how it does affect teams going down into playdowns. See if these results, you know, maybe help feed them going forward. But like you say, who knows, right? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. For sure. So uh, on the women's side, we had Rachel Holman winning her tenth. Grand Slam event, which they made a big deal about on the broadcast. First woman to get to 10 Grand Slam. She passes Jennifer Jones. They were tied with nine championships each. Her second second Grand Slam of the season? Second or third? Third, third Grand third Slam in, of third the season. Third in a row, Sean. So it's her and Anna Hasselberg who are competing for the Pinty's Cup. Everybody else can go home at this point. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, yeah, now Holman's up three to two in uh, championships with two events to go and uh it's a best of seven between the two of them <laughs> but sean you talk about nobody else talk about anna hasselberg i think the biggest news from this week is anna hasselberg didn't make the playoffs yeah so this is a couple things in a row that she's struggled with uh, you know the, the the world cup she didn't make the playoffs there she doesn't make the playoffs here either they did uh, they did the, win the swedish national championship last week though yeah that's right that's right so, so you know i mean you come off you and yes the swedish national championship it's not the caliber of field that you're facing here i that goes without saying but 
they did fly, have to fly back across the ocean to North Battleford, which isn't the easiest place to get to. Uh, I, shockingly, Scott, I, I looked it up. <laughs> there are no direct flights from Stockholm to North Battleford, if you can believe it. What? I know. So, you know, it, they have to fly back over. You're off a national championship. You have a down week. I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think to me it's like pretty surprising uh as as much as we talked in the men's event about how the top eight teams in the world that were there uh or you know made made the playoffs sort of the opposite story for the ladies side um you have rachel holman is their obviously number one team but looking at the rest uh it's it's not uh not quite the same so you're right it's, uh, it's not the same caliber is what we saw on the other side but sean i'm even looking at our picks oh yeah so actually yeah like, let's do the oh, men's, it, it, let's actually let's do the men's picks first because uh, we missed that before we completely move on what were the uh picks on the men's side because so, i I, so sean, I honestly uh, forget i really don't know so sean i had uh kevin cooey to win okay didn't make it uh but he made the playoffs i had bruce mowett uh and brad gushu in the playoffs so i get points for those three I also had Matt Dunstone. I thought he could uh, take some advantage of his uh, bracketing. Right. But it wasn't able to happen, so I picked up three points on the men's side. All right. And how did I do? Sean, you uh, you you got it. You nailed it. Brendan Botcher. Hey. hey. Uh, oh, is that with... really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I, I thought you were you were like teasing me a bit. Not. No, not I, re- I remembered my, I know my women's picks. When we get to the women's picks, I remember who I picked there and, uh, I will not be as happy, but, uh, yeah, Brendan Bosher. Hey, good job by me then. So, so you nailed it and you had Kui, uh, Epping and Gushu, uh, to make the playoffs there. So perfect five points for you. Nice. All right. That's a good, uh, good job by me on that one. So, so like getting back to the women there, yeah, so Sean, we had the women, yeah. some teams that didn't make the playoffs, like Anna Hasselberg didn't make the playoffs. As we talked about, uh, Suzuki Fujisawa, we, we thought might make the playoffs. Jennifer Jones misses the playoffs. That's the I big don't remember, one. I don't right. remember the last time that's happened. So, uh, Carrie Anderson's team missed the playoffs too. So, Darcy Robertson, some of those heavy hitters. My girl Darcy, Darcy Robertson, Robertson, who who always makes the playoffs. Always yeah. makes the playoffs. Yeah. So and had, Jennifer Jones too. She got shut out in her last game. Yeah, six nothing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. To to uh, Tiranzoni. Right. So uh, yeah, pretty tough tough uh, exit there for them so and i mean looking at the teams they're all good but those are some big names that you expect to be in the playoffs and and don't make it so no you're, you're absolutely right so yeah and then, and then you go through you, you wouldn't generally expect a field like this to have a playoff game between laura walker and nina roth with all due respect to those two teams both of them are, are capable of making the playoffs but in a field like this you wouldn't think there'd be room for both of them. I, I think the upset of the week in terms of teams that made the playoffs would be Robin Silvernagel. She gets in mm-hmm. there. Uh, she loses to Savannah Terenzoni, but from all accounts, the crowd was really behind her. Obviously, it's the local squad, and they had a good week. And coming out, uh, making the playoffs at, at this event uh, certainly will only help them moving forward, and we'll see how they do in the Saskatchewan playdowns. But that's a team that's Whenever we see them, Scott, they, you know, you never think they're going to win, and, and they, they obviously don't come to events like this very often, but they're competitive. Well, yeah, Sean, and Stephanie Lawton uh, plays on their team, so, like, a lot of experience there uh, at third. So, 
yeah, they're they're you know a, a good team and uh, getting in with a sponsor's exemption uh, as a local team. Or did was it because they won the B side of the other event? I can't remember. No, this they were the uh, sponsors' exemption. Right. So uh, so yeah, like uh, good on them for making the playoffs. And you're right, the crowd was really loud. I was watching the quarterfinals when when they lost to Tiranzoni, and just the huge ovation when the game was over uh, for this team. So Saskatchewan was behind them, and hopefully they'll you know do well at provincials and be able to carry the flag into the Scotties and make some noise. Absolutely. And uh, all right, so let's talk about this final then. Rachel Holman against Sylvana Tiranzoni, of course, with Alina Pats throwing the fourth stone for the Swiss team. And I, I got to say, Scott, this game was not good. No, it wasn't great, Sean. There was a lot of a lot of missed shots, um, but it seemed like Rachel Holman's team missed the least. Yeah. Uh, it was better than the finals from out in Newfoundland. Uh, yes. Like by leaps and bounds. But uh, that's damning. Yeah. Faint, that's damning with faint praise. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, to be honest, I was watching the the quarterfinals yesterday, and I don't know if you caught any of that game between Holman and Scheidegger. No, I didn't see that one. There was in the last end, Emma Miskew wanted to play a double peel uh, on some staggered center guards, and Rachel was like, "I don't think so. It's really hard." Just play the regular peel, and Emma said, "No, no, I'll play it, and like I'll I'll be wide if anything, and just peel." And Rachel said, uh, "Are you sure? Like it's they're pretty far <laughs> apart." Like and and so Emma talked her into it, missed it, like overcurled, <laughs> not not jammed. Like ended up it it ended up like the last four stones were terrible. Holman's team should have lost, but Rachel made a really really nice draw around like a wide corner guard to get into the forefoot, um, and. You know, to be honest, without her in the in the final four here, not a lot of sizzle uh, going <laughs> forward. So I, I think they were pretty lucky to make it out of that game. I didn't see anything last night. And then this game, like Emma Miskew didn't play very well. No. Um, Neither did Joe like, and Courtney. She, Joe and Courtney yeah. made the shot in the, the eighth end. The, she made the shot that she needed to. So. Yes, the, the double, the run double. That to open up the whole center, the end was over after that. I mean, yeah, Rachel Holman had to make a draw full eight foot to win. She's going to do that 999 times out of a thousand yeah. to, to win a game. So, really, once Joan Courtney makes that shot, the game's over. But yeah, she was Joan Courtney was a little off all day. Uh, Emma Miskew was off, she was the low player in the game at 74%. And you know, this is why curling stats are also stupid. Alina Pats gets an 81%, but she missed a lot. She had a lot of hard shots. She was playing a lot of long runs today, way more than you want to for yeah. your fourth player. But the, the shot in the seventh end, which I think is the one you were thinking about before, she's playing an in-off on a stone that's off close to the boards but in the house to try and remove the shot stone that Rachel Holman has after Rachel Holman mm-hmm. made a beauty of a shot. And she... It overcurls. She misses it by two yeah. feet. It looked like a club shot, like yeah. which, which to me is like the greatest insult you can give to one of these players is that you look like a club <laughs> club player. But it is like, like in the club game that I played Thursday night, we had a shot just like that where you're not even close and somehow you still make it because she hits and this you... corner guard that's ahead of it. And yeah. it's uh, Mike Harris said repeatedly on the broadcast, that's offside. 
that's offside. Uh, <laughs> I call them bullshit shots because that's what they are. And it's they fun. Are, yeah. It's fun when they happen to you. It's annoying when that happens against you. And that's just the way it goes. But without that random lucky make off of a miss, this game's a a blowout. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, I was watching it in the bar, and so like the audio for the football game was on, and I looked over and I said. I just saw it hit that, and I was like, "Did they call that shot?" Like, and then nope. I saw Sylvana Turnzoni say, "Like, sorry," <laughs> you know, to, to Holman, yeah. and uh, yeah, so yeah, it just uh, didn't seem to be uh, firing on all cylinders today. But you know, they take it to the last end and uh, lose to a worthy, a worthy champion in Rachel Holman. Yeah, so uh, so you know the the good news continues to roll in for Team Holman, the newly married Emma Miskew, the newly pregnant Rachel Holman, and now the newly minted Canadian Open champions, which of course goes to the top of that list in terms of achievements and things that I'm sure they're <laughs> excited about here in 2019. Um, well, so, you know, Sean, like a lot of people can get married, and so many people have babies, but yeah. very few people are Canadian Open champions. So. That's true. Yeah, that's why I said it's the top of their list. Uh, <clears throat> exactly. So, uh, so let's talk about the picks. I remember my pick on the women's side, and uh, I know that uh, my pick did not make the playoffs. Sean, we got uh, we got destroyed on our <laughs> women's side picks, uh, to be honest. So, uh, well, because of what, what I talked about there, the uh, the playoffs were a bit of a, a bit of an odd mix. Yes. So yes, Sean, you picked uh, Satsuki Fujisawa to win. I did, and I was looking good, Scott. Early on yeah. in the week, they won their first two games. They were in the A qualifier against Eve Muirhead, and they lose eight to five. And then they were in the B qualifier against Laura Walker, and they lost eight to six. And then they were in the C qualifier against Chelsea Carey, and they lost six to two. <laughs> they had three chances. They were in three qualifying games, and they lost them all. I was so crushed. Uh, yeah, because, you know, if they had gotten in there, you never know, right? They're good. I know. love them. So uh, you'd also pick Jennifer Jones to make the playoffs and Anna Hasselberg, uh, who both oh, wow. didn't. So uh, you did pick Holman to make the playoffs, so you get one point there. Okay. So, so one point for Sean. That's not great. Sean, me, on the other hand – uh i had to make the playoffs i had hasselberg yeah jennifer jones uh -huh. carrie anderson oh no three teams didn't make the playoffs but i did pick rachel Holman to win okay so two points so i got two big points there okay so uh updating the standings that gives you a one point edge so i, I won overall. six to five for the canadian open six to five so you're now up uh, 48 to 45 okay all right now, the next event then on the docket is the Continental Cup of Curling. Different format this week, Scotty. We still have six teams from North America, six teams from the world. And they're changing up, though. Normally, there would be a round robin between the men and the women, and then mixed doubles, and then the skins on Sunday. They're changing it up this year. There's only going to be one game of the men's and women's each night, Thursday, Friday night. There's going to be two draws of mixed doubles Thursday and Friday. So fast and furious there. And they're starting, they're being mean to all the people who are going to Vegas for this. Um, they're eight, starting early? 8.30 Thursday and Friday morning. So uh, maybe some lighter crowds for the first end or two on, uh, on that <laughs> one. And then uh, 
will go into Saturday where they're doing these scrambles. So they're going to mix up the teams. Uh, they're going to do women's in the morning, men's in the afternoon, and then mix scramble at night. So Saturday will be all these teams that you've never seen before playing together and trying to figure it out. This, Scott, I think, no one has said this officially, but I, I have to assume this is why there's no Asian teams. It, it was hard enough when yeah. you had the Japanese and Chinese teams there with the mixed doubles, right? And then the players were very mm -hmm. open about it both the, the Asian teams and the European teams saying that it was hard to communicate in the mixed doubles. If you're going to do a full day of scramble, it, it would have been very difficult, at least with the, the Asian teams that we've seen before, right? The Fujisawa team, for instance, when they were there a couple of years ago, th their English isn't very good. And it mm -hmm. would have been very difficult for them to communicate for the full day in this event. So that's my guess as to why we don't have any Asian teams here, because who we do have for Team World on the men's side, Peter DeCruz, Nicholas Edeen, and Bruce Mowat. And then on the women's side, Terenzoni, Eve Muirhead, and Anna Hasselberg. Going up against Brad Gushu, John Schuster, Jennifer Jones. Oh, excuse me, Brad Gushu, John Schuster, Kevin Cooey, Jennifer Jones, Rachel Holman, and Jamie Sinclair. As we continue to see USA Curling push Jamie Sinclair over Nina Roth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially interesting after Nina Roth had a pretty good week up in North Battleford. So, uh, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. That, there's really nothing to pick here uh, unless we want to pick the, who's going to win. Well, Sean, I think we're, we'd both pick North America, right? Yes, they've won like six years they've in a row. They've won six in a row. Yeah, and last year – so we were there last year in London, and it came yeah. down to a draw to the button. And it had no business coming down to a draw to the butt. It's uh, it's one of these things, too, where, like, if the first three days, if it's within six points, seven points, those days don't matter. Mm -hmm. Right? If it's 25 to 5, it's best. There's 60 points available, so it's first to 30.5 points. And, you know, if it's 25 to 5 after three days, then okay, it matters. But if even if it's 20 to 10, who cares? Like... It right. really all comes down to Sunday, where half of the points are available. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's anything to pick. Uh, you are going to Las Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to Las Vegas. I leave on Thursday. We'll be there Friday. Uh, I will tweet out through the Game of Stones account and on Instagram what we're going to do. In the past, I have done a running blog for full mm -hmm. days of these events. So I think I'm going to do that again and we'll tweet out all the info for that. We might do, a, we'll do at least one podcast from Vegas, maybe two. We'll see what we can get from there, but we'll announce all the plans for what we're going to do once I'm on the ground and have a better feel for what the logistics will be to figure stuff out there. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a wonderful facility there at the Orleans arena. It's a, a small mm -hmm. arena. They do a very good job. The, the staff and everybody there really does a, a very good job in the setup. So I, I think it should be a good time. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I uh, I would love to have gone to, but I, I need to get home. <laughs> yeah. I've been, been on 13, the road for a while. Of 13 nights in January, I've been 11 in, in hotels. So Yeah, that's a lot. Time, <laughs> time to get home. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll figure it out. We're actually going to like, we're almost like crisscrossing each other at the airport. Right, Scott? 
Yeah, I'm coming. I'm, I'll be back Wednesday. So okay. So yeah. So we'll, we we don't have much time in the city at the at the same time. So uh, one other piece of news that came out today uh, that I saw at least, Scott from the island, we have our women's representative. That's right, and our men's representative from PEI. Oh, is it Eddie? Uh, no. Oh, it's not Eddie. Oh, who is it? No. I didn't see who the men's was. Uh, Eddie lost in the finals, I think. Uh, I gotta find it now. Oh, Dude. no. All right. Well, uh, as you boy. look that up, we'll say that, just point out that Suzanne Burt wins on the women's side. It is, uh, another victory for her. She's, of course, been a lot, formerly Suzanne Goody, former Canadian junior champion, and she will be representing PI once again at the Scotties next month, and always wonderful to see her, the Southpaw, on the screen. And uh, she's just she's just fun to watch. And a team that you don't expect to win, maybe don't even expect to make the playoffs, but it, we'll certainly talk about it. But a team that I would think in this field has a really good chance of making it to that championship pool. Yeah, and I think she had to play like six elimination games in a row. The, the way they set up the championship was super complicated. Uh, yeah, I did in, see someone saying, like, there. like there was a, a headline from the, the one of the papers in PEI that said, probably one game away from victory. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Probably I, one game away. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It was, like, pretty weird. And so what happened with the men was the, the old veteran John Likely – uh, has a young team with him, and they beat Eddie McKenzie six five. I think on John Likely's team, like Anson Carmody, oh yeah, plays there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good on them for winning. And I also see here, Sean, yes, Newfoundland Scotties uh, has a, a winner. Okay, yeah, because Heather Strong actually uh, <clears throat> in the in the the paper, uh, the St. John's paper, called her retired. And she tweeted that she yes. was not retired. She just wasn't playing this year. Uh, sort of uh, indignant about that, which was a lot of fun to see. I really like Heather Strong. So who, who's coming out of Newfoundland? So it's uh, Kelly Turpin. Hey. Uh, I, I'd never uh, heard of their team before, but good on. We'll get some new blood. Looking yeah. at the lineup here, it, uh, I don't recognize any of the players as having played before. So, you know, good for them. They beat yeah. a, a young-looking team in the finals of Kath, Kathley Award. Uh, I did notice uh, we didn't see Stacy uh, Devereaux. Devereaux, but she's not Devereaux anymore. Anyway, Curtis, Stacy uh, Curtis, yes. Stacy Curtis, yeah. She was not there, but the players who played with her were all playing. So, um, yeah, anyway, a little changing of the guard coming yes. out of Newfoundland. Yes, where there, where there will not be a change in the guard, though, is the Northwest Territories, where Kerry Galusha's team won mm-hmm. in the best of five. There's only two teams there, so they win. So uh, as we go through the next couple of weeks, these events will continue to go on across the country, and we'll, we'll update you as we get closer and closer to the Scotties and the Briar. But those results are starting to filter out from the provinces and territories. Yeah, and uh, keep your eyes on the internet because I'm sure a lot of stuff will be uh, will be streamed. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sportsnet is doing their thing with Manitoba and Alberta again. Uh, Ontario mm-hmm. has a weird thing where, well, we don't need to talk about it, but you can't watch it unless you pay for it. And, yeah. Uh, and the quality is not good, so it's not really worth paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there you go. <laughs> so uh, so that's what we got for you. Uh, uh, another Grand Slam is in the book, Scott. We don't have another one until April, mercifully. Yeah, yeah, we're getting into season of champions now, so yes, so uh, I'm really excited to see all all those great uniforms. Yeah, so I, I assume that on Tuesday, uh, maybe Wednesday morning, uh, TSN will unlock Vic's hyperbolic uh, chamber and uh, they'll let him out uh, for the flight to Vegas, or maybe he flies in it. I don't know, but they'll uh, they'll let him out and unleash him on us for the season of champions. And uh, which I'm, I always love Vic uh, listening to Vic call a game. And you know, with all due respect to Bruce Rainey and and uh, I think it was Rob Falds, right, on the call. Yeah. yeah. They're just Vic is so good. So good. He's just he's so the good. best. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited to uh, to get a little more Vic Router in my life. So we will uh, we'll come back to you with uh, some info. Again, check the Instagram and the Twitter, both at Game of Stones Pod, for updates on what we're going to do from Vegas. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever it is you get your shows, and you automatically get whatever it is we're going to do from Vegas. If you want, you can email the show at gameofstonespodcast at gmail.com. Scott is on Twitter and on Instagram at ScottLakesTV. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Shawnee Beaver. So, safe travel, Scott. Thanks, Sean, and, and to you as well. Thank you very uh, much. I look forward to seeing some of those updates. Absolutely. So uh, we will be back with you at some point over the next week. And until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.